0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Eva Miller, and today's episode is about self acceptance. We live in a world that is driven by comparison and external validation. And because of that, I believe that pursuing self acceptance is essential for having a healthy sense of self love. But learning to fully accept yourself goes beyond just having a decent bit of self confidence, it requires you to look at yourself through a different lens. And that's what I wanna explore with you today. Let's get going. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just wanna be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. If your goal in life is to be at peace with yourself and to heal any dysfunction you may have about the way you view yourself, then self-acceptance is a required focus. The stories we tell ourselves, that dialogue that we have in our brain, is usually nothing but unproductive thinking and fantasizing about how everything would be better if we were just different. And the space between where you are and where you want to be is the area of conflict. So let's see what we can do to bridge that gap, okay? Let me ask you some questions. Does what you say to yourself about yourself, does it come from a place of self-acceptance or rejection? Do you ever delay things for yourself until you feel you've earned them? Do you have a belief on some level that you have to do a certain amount of suffering before you can have something good or nice? And do you ever say things like, I'll be happy when I lose 30 pounds? I'll be happy when I get that promotion? And if you answered yes to any of those, I need to remind you that your brain is listening to you. And since it's basically a supercomputer, it's going to listen to the input that it's been given. And it's going to go look for evidence to support that data. Your brain's never going to come back and be like, oh, hey, I did some research and you were actually wrong about that. Let me show you why. You have to go looking for the information that you actually want to have. So, you know, if you want to just keep looking for confirmation that you're a terrible human being, well, you can find that. But if you want to look for information showing you why you're not a terrible human being, you can find that, too. It's because of this reason that self-acceptance is actually the first topic in the framework of my coaching program, and it's kind of an overarching theme throughout all of the sessions. Because if you don't accept yourself, nothing else you're trying to accomplish is ever going to stick, because you can lose the weight, you can get the promotion, you can eat the kale, you can buy the stuff, you can have the awards and accomplishments and the promotions. But if you don't love yourself, none of that other stuff is ever going to make you truly happy. And I feel like it's worth pointing out, out of all of the clients I've had, not one has ever come to me for the purpose of asking for help to work on their self-acceptance. They came to me because they wanted me to help them stop being a people pleaser. They came to me for help with gaining more self-confidence and setting boundaries. They've come to me for help with problems in a relationship. But all of those things got clearer and easier to navigate once we worked on self-acceptance. Your belief that you are not acceptable exactly as you are right now is what's holding you back. It is. It's holding you back, and I'm going to tell you why. It's feeding your insecurity because you are constantly holding your breath, hoping that some kind of validation that you're good and acceptable will come from someplace outside of you. And so if nobody gives that to you, then what? And when they do, how long does it last when someone validates you? And how long before you need someone else to come along and reaffirm your awesomeness? And what happens when someone else negates what the first two people said? There's no sliding scale of worthiness, but that's how it feels on the inside, isn't it? Your belief that you're not acceptable just as you are right now is keeping you weak because you are never truly showing up as your best and you are never gonna have the life you want when you go at it from a lower position. Your belief that you're not acceptable just as you are makes you an imposter because you're always trying to impress other people. So now you're being tempted to be a performer of sorts, or it causes you to become apathetic about what you're doing because you're emotionally exhausted from trying to get that dopamine hit over and over. Your belief that you're not acceptable as you are is feeding your jealousy toward other people, and then it's causing you to constantly compare yourself to them. And when you do that, you are either confirming your belief that you're not very good because you think they're better, or you're falsely inflating your sense of worthiness because you're lowering your opinion of them because you're judging them. And if you think being humble means automatically thinking that you're a piece of crap, you're misguided. Hear me, humility and self-acceptance are not mutually exclusive. And saying negative things about yourself, believing negative things about yourself, thinking negative things about yourself, they are never, ever gonna make any situation better. No situation gets better because you think you're a piece of crap. And withholding love and approval from yourself isn't gonna motivate you to chase your goals It's not going to inspire you to be brave and live a a big, bold life. It's not going to make you more generous. You're not going to be more merciful or gracious toward other people because you're withholding approval from yourself about yourself. It's actually going to have the opposite effect on all those things. So what would it look like if you spent some time becoming more comfortable with who you are right now? And Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you don't need to work on anything about yourself. You're fine. Just don't do anything. I mean, I'm in the personal growth space. So obviously I believe that's important, but could you learn to recognize and appreciate the value you have right now without requiring yourself to do or be something to earn it? Because getting comfortable in your own skin, and your own mind is essential for living a happy life, one that is authentic and that you find fulfilling. You know, you share things you love with your friends, right? Like if you're a camper, for example, you know that being comfortable when you're camping usually means that "Eh, you probably resemble a homeless person, right? Like you're in your leggings, you're wearing a loose sweatshirt or a t-shirt and your hair is kind of wild and or unwashed or both, and you know maybe you've got it pulled back in a bun or a ponytail or something, and you're wearing the most comfortable shoes you can find, even if they're hideously ugly, right? We used to camp, and that's what I did. My friend Megan also loves leopard print like me, and we both have talked about how when you go camping. Crocs are super comfortable and they're great shoes to have because they don't weigh a lot. You can clean them off real easily if they get dirty. They're easy to slip off and on when you're going in and out, things like that. And in our case, (laughs) we both buy Croc-Offs, you know, the knockoff Crocs. And one day when I was out shopping, I found leopard print Croc-Offs. And I knew she was going to like them as much as I did. I didn't hoard the awesomeness. I bought us both a pair. And we do this all the time, right? Like when you love a TV show, you talk to your friends about it. Nobody was talking about Game of Thrones because they didn't like it. They didn't watch it and not like it. People were talking about it because they liked it. If you're a pumpkin spice lover, you're probably going to post about it on Facebook because you want to make sure all your other pumpkin spice loving friends know that, hey, it's available. Go to Starbucks. It's the same thing when you love yourself because you're giving of yourself. From a better place, a happy place, a secure place. And that energy hits different and people can feel it. So, how do you become more accepting of yourself? Well, you know, you were probably taught not to think too much of yourself because that would make you arrogant and conceited. But it isn't, it's so much more than that. You do have to believe that you are worthy and that you have value. But it also starts with increasing your self-awareness because by the time you've reached the age to be old enough to even listen to this podcast, you've probably had a lot of bad programming. And maybe people meant well, maybe they didn't. It doesn't matter because you still picked up on things. And when I say self-awareness, I don't mean taking an inventory of all the crap that you've done wrong or what you currently do wrong or all your weaknesses or the junk you've messed up in your life. I'm talking about understanding your strengths, your weaknesses, your values, because you're so good at listing all your faults. Like You carry a whole list of them around in your head that you've memorized, and you can spout stuff off that you don't like about you without even thinking, just like that. So why can't you rattle off some things that you do well just as easily? Let's normalize loving ourselves and saying true, positive things about ourselves and cancel only thinking of ourselves with frustration and disgust. Having a deep understanding of yourself is going to empower you to align the choices you make with your genuine desires, not the desires you think you should have because somebody else will think it's cool, but the desires you actually have. There are some hurdles to get over on your journey to fully accepting yourself. And one of them is to embrace your imperfections. And I know that's kind of like, ew, I don't want to do that, but hear me out, okay? Acknowledging your imperfection and confronting your insecurities is going to give you a chance to reframe your failures and your setbacks as opportunities. And it takes a lot of courage, but it's a great opportunity for learning and growth. And it allows you to see your resilience for bouncing back after you've fallen. And it's a good reminder that flaws are a part of humanity. So, congratulations, Pinocchio, you're a real live boy. You're not a puppet, you're not a robot, you're a human being. And you probably don't judge your kids or your spouse for their flaws. At least, you know, you don't think they're a worthless human being. You just get frustrated with them, right? And I bet when it comes to people that you follow on social media, You relate to the ones who are willing to show their imperfections more than you relate to the ones who seem to have it all together and never make mistakes, or at least not ones you can see. And I want to mention self-compassion right here. Treating yourself the way you would treat a friend is what equates to transformation. When you replace your self-criticism with self-empathy, you begin to develop an inner dialogue that is nurturing and counteracts the negative judgment that you've been showing yourself up until then. And when you catch yourself thinking something negative about yourself, even if it's true, reframe it so that it's less judgy and more empowering. Reframe it so that it takes you out of a negative headspace and propels you into a positive one. Because You can acknowledge that you have an area that you want to work on without it sounding like I totally suck as a human being, right? And part of learning to fully accept yourself means that you're going to have to give consideration to things that have influenced you and shaped you. And that might be messages you've gotten from people in your lives, media and cultural expectation. Those things need to be challenged because All of them can breed a lot of self-doubt if you don't rein that in, if you're not careful. So you have to learn to filter out those toxic influences and become intentional about creating an atmosphere and putting yourself in atmospheres where your self-worth isn't defined by external influences. It's great if other people love you and think highly of you, but It matters more that you love you and think highly of you. Mindfulness is something you need to practice too. And by definition, it just means being present in the moment without judgment. So start observing your thoughts and feelings without attaching anything to them. Get curious. You know, if you overreacted to something, ask yourself why. Not in a judgy way, but like curiosity. Were you stressed about something at work? Were you really tired? Were you hungry? Is there, notice if there's a pattern where you tend to overreact. Maybe specific times of the day are different for you. Stuff like that, like first wake up in the morning, Eva, is very different than afternoon Eva. Maybe I handle some things better or differently. I know not to make decisions on days when I've only had like four hours of sleep because I didn't sleep very well. Be mindful about distancing yourself from negative self-perceptions. That's my fancy way of saying stay away from situations that make you feel like shit about yourself. Practice some positive self-talk and challenge your negative thoughts. So if you catch yourself thinking things like, geez, I can't do anything right today. Try to remember self-compassion, like You're allowed to have a bad day. It's okay. Spend time with people who make you feel good. Spend your time doing activities that make you feel happy. You don't have to be good at the activity. You just have to enjoy doing it. I am a terrible singer, but that doesn't mean I won't sing because singing makes me feel happy. Well, as long as I don't hear myself. (laughs) Thank God for a good stereo system in the car. But start working on releasing your grip on your self-limiting beliefs. All of these things will start paving the way for you to have a more accepting mindset. But just think about your kids. If you heard your kids saying the things about themselves and really believing it that are along the same lines of the things you say about yourself to yourself and that you believe about yourself, your heart would be broken you don't want your daughter walking around thinking that she can't do anything right, that she's not good at anything and that she's not pretty enough or that she's not smart enough. You don't want your son walking around thinking that he's not as good as other guys because he doesn't look like them. He's not built like them. He doesn't know the things that they know, right? So why why is it okay for you to think that stuff about you? It's not. We have been so programmed to be afraid of being arrogant or conceited that we have skipped over the healthy middle and gone to the other unhealthy side of not thinking enough of ourselves. So that's your challenge this week. Be honest with yourself, take an objective look at areas where you're not accepting of yourself and get curious as to why. Because your value doesn't come from your color, how much is in your bank account or not in your bank account, what you drive, where you live, the composition of your body, your value is inherent. And nobody can take that away from you unless you let them. And just because you decide to really love yourself and think you're the bomb.com doesn't mean by default that you think you're better than everybody else. Everyone should think that about themselves. I think the whole world would be a better place if we all loved ourselves more We would get rid of a lot of competition if we knew that there really was room for everybody at the table. So there you go. Do you accept the challenge? I'll be back next week with more. Talk to you then. Okay. That's all I've got for you this time. If you want to see if my coaching program can help you, you can set up a blue skies call with me to learn more. It's free. I'm not high pressure. I'm not going to badger you. We just have a conversation you tell me the things you need, what you're looking for. And I tell you what I do to help people and how my program might work with you. If they match up, great. If they don't, all you've lost is an hour of your time. Link is in the show notes. Talk to you next week.